Fanatics Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Mete and Nate. What's up, guys? So, How's it going? All right, in today's episode, we're going to recap some of the games from Week 8, and we'll talk about our fantasy football pickups for the week, and then we'll go right ahead and preview each game for Week 9. So let's just hop right into it. And we'll start with the Thursday night game here. Green Bay Packers being the Arizona Cardinals 24-21. I'm looking at some of the stats here for the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 184 pass yards, two passing touchdowns. A.J. Dillon, 16 carries for 78 rushing yards. Aaron Jones, 15 carries for 59 rushing yards and a touchdown. And then through the air, Aaron Jones, seven catches, 51 yards. Robert Tanyan, three catches for 49 yards. Obviously, he's out for the season now. Juwan Winfrey had uh, four catches for 30 yards. And Josiah Degra had two catches. For 20 yards, while Randall Cobb's three catches went for 15 yards and two touchdowns. Matty, I'll get to you on the uh, Green Bay Packers. I guess, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm really impressed by this win. Uh, they uh, beat the undefeated Cardinals, give them their first loss, and they did it without Devontae Adams and uh, Alan Lazard, who isn't as good as uh, Devontae Adams, but still a really solid receiver. So, yeah, to not have two of their main receivers and for them to beat the undefeated Cardinals, it's uh, definitely a very impressive win, especially on the road. Yeah. Really solid defeating a Cardinals team that, like you said, had been undefeated up until this game. Uh, we'll look at the Cardinals now, Kyler Murray, 274 pass yards and two interceptions um, on the ground. Chase Edmonds, seven carries, 30 yards and a touchdown. James Conner, five carries for 22 yards and two touchdowns. And then DeAndre Hopkins had two catches for 66 yards. AJ Green, five catches for 50 yards. Christian Kirk, four catches, 46 yards. And Zach Ertz, four catches for 42 yards. Uh, Nate, I'll get two on the Cardinals. They got their first loss. I guess what's up for them next? Um, I guess you just kind of have to bounce back and um, hope, hope that the other team doesn't play as well as the Packers. I mean, that's probably not going to happen. The Packers are one of the best teams in the league right now, so... Yeah, I definitely agree. They got to just sort of put this loss behind them and move forward. Um, they are a good team and they definitely showed it, I guess, over the course of the season. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to see how they play the rest of the year. There was a big upset here, actually. New York Jets being the Cincinnati Bengals 34 31. Um, looking at the stats for the Jets here, um, Mike White plays quarterback in this game. He throws for 405 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. So, big day for him. Then in terms of rushing, uh, Michael Carter, 15 carries for 77 yards and a touchdown. Through the air, Michael Carter also has nine catches for 95 yards. Jamison Crowder, eight catches for 84 yards. And then Ty Johnson, he had five catches, 71 yards and a touchdown. So, um, oh yeah, I believe also Tyler Croft and Braxton Berrios had touchdowns as well. Um, Nate, I'll get two on the Jets. Big surprise win for this team. Yeah, I guess... um... They kind of tried to exploit um, Cincinnati's um, pass defense. It's not as strong as their um, rushing defense, but even then, I guess Michaels Carter was still able to get a rushing touchdown. So really impressive win either way. Yeah, very impressive win for this team. Uh, getting to the Bengals now, Joe Burrow, 259 pass yards, three passing touchdowns, and one interception. 
Uh, in terms of rushing, Joe Mixon, 14 carries, 33 yards and a touchdown. And then through the air, uh, T. Higgins, four catches, 97 yards. Tyler Boyd, five catches, 69 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Joe Mixon, four catches, 58 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jamar Chase had three catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Bengals, actually. I guess, what are your thoughts on this loss for them? Yeah, it's a super tough loss for them to lose to a backup quarterback of the Jets. But credit to Mike White, he played great. Uh, yeah, they're at five and three right now, and nobody's really had expectations for the Bengals this season, and they're doing great. But if this loss comes to haunt them uh, later on in the season, if they end up missing the playoffs by a game, that would be really unfortunate as, uh, yeah, they're having a crazy run this year. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Uh, Bengals are looking pretty solid. I think this is just like a one-game thing. I think they should be able to bounce back going forward. Uh, moving to the next game, same score, 34-31, Titans being the Colts. Um, looking at the Titans stats here, Ryan Tannehill, 265 pass yards, three passing touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, and then on the ground, Derrick Henry, 28 carries, 68 yards. And then through the year, A.J. Brown, 10 catches, 155 yards, and a, and a touchdown. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, three catches for 33 yards. Uh, Jeff Swaim had four catches for 23 yards and a touchdown. And then Nick Westbrook, Akeen, had two catches for 16 yards and a touchdown. Um, Mete, I'll get to you on the Titans. I mean, this is a solid win. Obviously, they lose Derrick Henry. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, solid win. But, yeah, they lose Derrick Henry, and uh, that's really unfortunate for them. He's probably their best player, and... Yeah, he, they're going to lose him for quite a while. So it's going to be really tough for the Titans to try to replicate what Henry was doing for them as he's a really special player and end up signing Adrian Peterson, who I think that's a good signing. Adrian Peterson, even though he's older, he definitely is still really solid. Uh, it seems like anywhere he goes, uh, whenever there's an injury or something, he steps up and fills in nicely so yeah i think the titans can be solid but uh their run game definitely will take a hit without derrick henry yeah for sure i mean adrian peterson he's not the size of derrick henry but he's still a pretty physical runner so he definitely should fit in that offense for sure i mean, getting to the colts now carson wentz 231 pass yards three passing touchdowns two interceptions then in terms of rushing jonathan taylor 16 carries 70 yards and a touchdown and then through the air, Michael Pittman, 10 catches, 86 yards and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, three catches, 52 yards. And then uh, Zach Pascal had five catches for 43 yards, while Jack Doyle found the end zone on his two catches for 12 yards. Um, Nate getting two on the Colts. Uh, it's a tough loss for them. They dropped to three and five, I guess. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, on, on one hand, this isn't necessarily a bad loss because the Titans are one of the best offensive teams in the league, so... Um, it was basically just two team, teams kind of trading touchdowns back and forth, and it went all the way to overtime, and Titans only won basically by a field goal, but on the other hand, the Colts are three and five. That's not really the best start for kind of a playoff push. Yeah, I mean, the Titans are used to doing this. I think they won an overtime game earlier in the year against the Seahawks, so they are really good in the extra time. Definitely something to look out for. And then, yeah, moving to the next game here, LA Rams beating the Houston Texans 38-22. Just looking at the stats here, 
Um, Matthew Stafford, 305 passing yards, three touchdowns. Um, Derrick Henry, 14 carries, 90 yards and a touchdown. Robert Woods had three carries for 22 yards and a touchdown. And then through the air, Cooper Cup, seven catches, 115 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Van Jefferson, three catches for 80 yards. And Robert Woods had three catches for 35 yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, I believe there was one more touchdown. It was by Daryl Henderson. His one catch went for three yards and a receiving touchdown. So uh, Nate getting two on the Rams. I mean, they're seven and one. This team's pretty much rolling at this point. Yeah, it looks like, again, they're one of the contenders for the Super Bowl this year. It's probably between um, them, the Packers, Cardinals. There's a few other teams, but it looks like any team that's not like a deep playoff team is not going to beat the Rams this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they added Vaughn Miller this week, too, on their defense. This team's just looking really solid going forward. I'm getting to the Texans now. Davis Mills, 310 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and an interception. Then on the ground, Rex Burkhead, four carries, 21 yards, and a touchdown. And then through the air, Brandon Cook, six catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Nico Collins, four catches, 55 yards. Jordan Aikens, five catches, 53 yards. And Brevin Jordan, three catches, 41 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mete getting two on the Texans. I mean, it just keeps going downhill for this team, I guess. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely still going downhill as, yeah, this game doesn't look like too bad of a loss. But uh, I think it was as with the Texans scoring all 22 of their points in the fourth quarter, they kind of just... Uh, got some garbage time points when the game was already over. So, yeah, they're uh, not having the greatest of times down in Houston without Tyrod Taylor. And, yeah, I think uh, if they get another win this season, uh, uh, they'll be pretty lucky. Yeah, I definitely agree. They definitely need Tyrod Taylor to come back for sure. And then just moving to the next game here, Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Cleveland Browns 15-10. to 10. Uh, looking at the Steelers' stats, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, 266 passing yards and a passing touchdown. Najee Harris on the ground, 26 carries, 91 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then through the air, Deontay Johnson, six catches, 98 yards. Chase Claypool, four catches for 45 yards. And Pat Fryer moved four catches, 44 yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, yeah, Mette, I'll get to you on Pittsburgh. It really looks like they're turning their season around. Yeah, it does look like that. And I think the main reason for that is the defense. When you're holding teams to 10 points, especially a Cleveland team that's uh, talented on offense, it's impressive. So, yeah, if the defense is there, the offense in Pittsburgh, it hasn't been the greatest last couple of years. But if your defense is giving up 10 points, you can definitely win games. So, yeah, the offense just has to... Uh, not turn the ball over, not make mistakes, and then the defense could carry them. And that looks like a good formula for success for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I definitely agree. This is a top five defense in the league. I don't think we can question that. They're really solid. Um, but let's get to Cleveland. I mean, they have a pretty good defense as well. Their offense just didn't really come to play. Baker Mayfield, 225 pass yards. And then on the ground, Nick Chubb. 16 carries for 61 yards. And then Dearness Johnson had four carries for 22 yards and a touchdown. Uh, getting to receiving Jarvis Landry, five catches for 65 yards. David Njoku, three catches for 39 yards. And Harrison Bryant had two catches for 33 yards. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on Cleveland. I guess, what are your thoughts? 
Um, I guess it's been kind of um, rough, especially against teams like the Steelers. I mean, in terms of defense, they were able to kind of keep up with the Steelers, try to slow them down a little bit. But in terms of offense, they just haven't been able to find the end zone. They can get downfield. It's just that um, I guess there's like a couple of throws that um, players have been dropping and it's like by like a hair's breadth. So I guess it's just kind of like a tough break for them. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, Baker's not fully healthy. Uh, Nick Chubb's not fully healthy. No Kareem Hunt. So, I mean, this team is struggling right now. Hopefully they can turn things around. I know Odell Beckham looks like he's going to be released because he's not with the team right now. There's a lot going on there. Hopefully they can get it all resolved moving forward. And then I guess another team that just really needs to get things resolved, the 0-7 Detroit Lions become 0-8 now. They lose to the Philadelphia Eagles 44-6. Big blowout here. Let's get to the Eagles stats. Jalen Hurts, 103 passing yards here. I think Gardner Minshew gets in the game. He throws two passes for 11 yards. So, yeah, it was that big of a blowout. Um, in terms of rushing, Jalen Hurts, seven carries for 71 yards. Uh, Boston Scott, uh, 12 carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jordan Howard, 12 carries for 57 yards and two touchdowns. And then uh, getting to receiving, uh, Dallas Goddard, six catches for 72 yards. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty much it for receiving. Not too much to talk about for this Eagles team, but I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts? Um, I guess it's pretty um, impressive that they were still able to blow the Lions by this much. I know the Lions are just a rebuilding team. In terms of record, they're the worst team in the league right now, but um, the Lions have been able to keep it close with some unexpected teams, but not with the Eagles this week. Yeah, definitely. The Eagles looked like the much better team here. Um, I'll get to the Lions now. Jared Goff, 222 passing yards. And then uh, DeAndre Swift, 12 carries for 27 yards on the ground. Jamar Jefferson had two carries for six yards and a touchdown. Um, and then through the air, uh, TJ Hawkinson, 10 catches for 89 yards. Amonra St. Brown, three catches for 46 yards. And then uh, Godwin, Iweg Buki had uh, three catches for 40 yards. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Lions. I honestly don't know what else to say. This team's 0-8, but I guess give us your thoughts. Yeah, uh, hopefully they don't go 0-17 as the Lions, they're going to have weeks like against the Ravens and another good team I'm forgetting where they keep it really close and they give you a lot of hope and you're th- thinking, oh, this team's not too bad. And then you have performances like this against non-playoff teams. So, yeah, they've been wildly inconsistent. And due to that reason, I'm feeling like they honestly might have an 0-17 year. Yeah, they'd be the first team to do that since we moved to 17 games. So that would be quite a feat. Um, Getting to the next game, San Francisco 49ers being the Chicago Bears 33-22. Getting to the stats here, Jimmy Garoppolo, 322 passing yards. Then on the ground, Eli Mitchell, 18 carries, 137 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo, five carries for four yards and two touchdowns. And then getting to the air, Debo Samuel, six catches, 171 yards. Mohamed Sanu had three catches for 59 yards. And Brandon Ayuk had four catches for 45 yards. Uh, Mete getting two on this 49ers team. I guess, are they on the way up? And I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think they are on the way up. Uh, they're another team that they have a good defense, but defense hasn't been performing 
handling that well, I feel like, uh, not to the standards of the 49ers defense. So, yeah, uh, three and four, it's not the greatest record, but they can definitely fix that. There's a lot of time still, but they do play in a tough division. So, yeah, they're going to have to start uh, picking up wins right now. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, moving to Chicago now. Justin Fields, 175 passing yards, a passing touchdown, and an interception. Then getting to the ground, Justin Fields had a big day, 10 carries, 103 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Khalil Herbert, 23 carries for 72 rush yards. Then through the air, Darnell Mooney, six catches for 64 yards. Uh, Jesse James, three catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. And Marquise Goodwin, two catches for 32 yards. Nate getting two on the Bears. I guess, what are your thoughts? Um, I guess some progress with uh, Justin Field is always good. Um, it's really impressive to see Justin Fields rush for 100 yards and get a touchdown. Not a lot of quarterbacks do that. Um, I guess the next step for Justin Fields is to kind of pass a little bit more, um, give some more targets to his wide receivers and try to improve that way. Yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely needs to pass more. And he'll grow as a passer as he keeps playing. So we'll definitely have to see how that goes. Getting to the next game, Carolina Panthers beating the Atlanta Falcons 19-13. to Getting to the stats for the Panthers, Sam Darnold, 129 passing yards. And then in terms of rushing, Chuba Hubbard, 24 carries, 82 yards and a touchdown. Sam Darnold had eight carries for 66 yards. And then in terms of receiving, DJ Moore, uh, four carries, 59 yards. Amir Abdullah, three catches for 35 yards. And um, yeah, um, Nate, I'll get to you on the Panthers. They get to four and four now. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Um, I guess they're a pretty good um, defensive team. They were able to um, stop a team like the Falcons, which normally they have um, really good pass offense. So it's good that they can kind of um, take on teams with really good um, passing games. So I guess um, the next step is to kind of just uh, keep going with uh, what they're doing. And then hopefully when Christian McCaffrey comes back, they'll be even better than they already are. Yeah, for sure. He seems to be that missing piece for this offense. So hopefully they do get, get him back uh, soon enough. And then getting uh, to the Falcon stats here, Matt Ryan, 146 passing yards and a passing touchdown with two interceptions. Uh, Mike Davis, nine carries with 44 yards. Cordell Patterson, nine carries with 35 yards. Then through the air, Tajay Sharp, five catches for 56 yards. Cordero Patterson, five catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Then Mike Davis, five catches for 22 yards. Um, Mete, I'll get to you on the Falcons. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Yeah, uh, the Falcons were kind of figuring figuring it out, and then uh, they take a loss this week, which is unfortunate. And they also lose Calvin Ridley for an uncertain amount of time as he steps away from football right now for personal uh, reasons. And, yeah, I think that's a huge loss for them. Uh, Calvin Ridley is definitely their best wide receiver. And, yeah, they definitely love to have him on the field. So hopefully uh, he figures everything out and uh, gets back on the football field. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a team that needs to figure it out, the Miami Dolphins, they've lost seven games in a row. They lose to the Bills 26 to 11. Um, I guess getting to Buffalo stats here, Josh Allen, 249 pass yards, two passing touchdowns on the ground. He rushed eight times for 55 yards and a touchdown. 
And then through the air, Cole Beasley, 10 catches, 110 yards. Stefan Diggs, five catches, 40 yards and a touchdown. Zach Moss, six catches for 39 yards. And Gabriel Davis had four catches for 29 yards and a touchdown. Metti, I'll get to you on the Bills. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Yeah, they're definitely one of the favorites to come out of the AFC this season. And uh, yeah, defense is looking great again. Uh, 11 points given up. That's amazing for a football game. Uh, the offense wasn't the greatest showing, but uh, they only had three points in the first half. So they definitely picked it up in the second half and got the job done. So yeah, even though it's kind of a shaky game, the Bills, they're still fine. Uh, definitely one of the favorites in the AFC. Yeah, I definitely agree. They definitely picked it up second half. And then getting to the Dolphins here, Tua Tagovailoa, 205 passing yards. Um, then on the ground, Miles Gaskin, 12 carries for 36 yards. Um, Tua had four carries for 10 yards and a rushing touchdown. And then getting to receiving, Devontae Parker, eight catches for 85 yards. Mike Kosicki, three catches for 48 yards. And uh, Jalen Waddell had four catches for 29 yards. Um, Nate, I'll get to you on the Dolphins. They've lost seven in a row, I guess. What are your thoughts? Um, again, a really tough break for the Dolphins. Um, they had a really shaky start. I don't think all their players were healthy at the beginning of the season, and now they're facing deep playoff teams like the Buffalo Bills. So um, the Bills don't really have a lot of weaknesses on defense. Um, maybe they could have tried to rush a little bit more, try to get down the field that way. But um, even still... Um, really rough loss and I guess this was definitely not how the Dolphins thought this season was going to go yeah absolutely their defense just has not looked good most of the season neither has their run game so um, they definitely have a lot to work out um, and getting to the next game the New England Patriots get a big win against the LA Chargers in LA 27 to 24 looking at the stats here Mac Jones 217 pass yards um, and then on the ground, Damian Harris, 23 carries for 80 yards and a rushing touchdown. Then through the air, um, Nelson Aguilar, three catches for 60 yards. Kendrick Gordon, four catches for 38 yards. Jacoby Myers, four catches for 36 yards. And uh, Nate, I'll get to you on the Patriots. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Um, I feel like this is a pretty solid showing from the Patriots right now. Um, I guess like four four and four that's basically a 500 team so they just need to keep playing the way they are and they could be like maybe like a dark horse in the playoffs or at least knocking on the door of the playoffs this year yeah i mean the chargers do hold that last playoff spot and the patriots are just one spot out from there so um yeah we'll see how they keep playing see if they can get into that spot um speaking of the chargers we'll get to them Justin Herbert, 223 pass yards, two passing touchdowns, two interceptions. One was a pick six to end the game. Um, in terms of rushing, Justin Jackson, three carries for 79 yards. Austin Eckler, 11 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. And then in receiving, Keenan Allen, six receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Austin Eckler, six catches for 60 yards. Jerry Cook, two catches for 25 yards. And Josh Palmer, he had one catch for 24 yards and it was for a touchdown. Um, Mete, I'll get to you on the Chargers. Uh, two tough losses for this team, I guess. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, they started like four and one, something like that. So they're kind of on the, uh, they're kind of going downwards in the sense 
it's that uh, they're losing games. So, yeah, they were looking really good at the start. Now it's kind of shaky, and I feel like uh, the defense needs to pick it up. 27 points not the most, but, yeah, I feel like the defense was playing much better earlier on in the year. So I think that's the big biggest difference right now. Yeah, for sure. Like you mentioned, their defense was solid. I guess hopefully they can turn it around because, I mean, this team did look good to start the year. We'll definitely have to see how they shape out. Uh, getting to the next game, Seattle Seahawks beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-7. to Getting to the stats here, um, Geno Smith, 195 pass yards, two passing touchdowns. On the ground, Alex Collins, 10 carries for 44 rush yards. Geno Smith had two carries for eight yards and a touchdown. And then Tyler Lockett, 12 catches, 142 yards. DK Metcalf, six catches, 43 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Matt, I'll get right back to you on the Seahawks team. Yeah, this is a much-needed win for this team. Yeah, much-needed win for sure. And Russell Wilson should be nearing return. So probably one or two more weeks maximum. They'd go without him, I think. And then, yeah, once he's back, I think they could make a push as the Seahawks. Uh, they don't all have like the greatest roster, but uh, whenever they have Russell Wilson, they always have a chance. So, yeah, they just got to pick up one more win at least, and then Wilson should be back soon. Well, they might even get him back after their bye week this week, so it might be sooner than expected, which is really good for this team. Getting to the Jags now, Trevor Lawrence, 238 pass yards, a passing touchdown and an interception. Carlos Hyde on the ground, nine carries for 32 yards. James Robinson, four carries for 22 yards. Then in terms of receiving, Dan Arnold, eight catches, 68 yards. Carlos Hyde, six catches for 40 yards. And Jamal Agnew had six catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Nate, getting two on the Jaguars, I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Uh, I mean, they are still rebuilding, so these kind of losses are to be expected. But this is still kind of rough considering um, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be um, the best quarterback out of all the rookies. Um, I think in terms of play, he still pre- played pretty solid, especially for a rookie. But um, I guess they came up um, more than short. So I guess there's they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and try to figure something out. Yeah, speaking of a team that came up short, Washington football team, they lose to the Denver Broncos 17-10. to 10. Getting to the stats for the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, 213 passing yards and a passing touchdown. Melvin Gordon, 10 carries, 47 yards and a touchdown. And then in terms of receiving, Tim Patrick, three catches, 64 yards. Cortland Sutton, two catches for 40 yards. Jerry Judy, four catches for 39 yards in his return. And then Melvin Gordon, three catches for 15 yards and a touchdown. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll get to you on the Broncos. They get back to 500, I guess. What are your thoughts on this team? I feel like they're another um, dark horse or sleeper team. Um, they're pretty solid on, I guess, both sides of the football. It's just that there's other teams that are better, so... Most likely, they're going to be knocking on the door of the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, um, they might make it to, like, the first two rounds, I guess. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see how this team plays the remainder of the season. Uh, Getting to the football team now, Taylor Heineke, 270 pass yards, a passing touchdown, and two interceptions. Uh, Jared Patterson, 11 carries for 46 yards. Antonio Gibson, 8 carries for 34 yards. Then through the air, J.D. McKissick, 8 catches for 83 yards. DeAndre Carter, three catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. Adam Humphreys, two catches 
for 35 yards. Uh, Mete, just getting to you on Washington, I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Yeah, so earlier on in the year, I was uh, kind of being harsh on the defense as last year they were playing great. Uh, up until this week, not so much, but I got to give props to them as they hold Denver to 17. But they still come up short. So, yeah, they're really struggling this year. I've noticed that Heineke, he has uh, good numbers, but he's usually at like an interception or two. So I feel like if he can work on his uh, security with the ball, throwing less interceptions, uh, he'll be a way better quarterback than what he already is. And I, are, I already think that he's really solid. So, yeah, if he could just turn on the turnovers, uh, he'll be a great quarterback. Yeah, I guess speaking of turnovers, Tom Brady had a lot of turnovers uh, in the next game. Uh, the Bucs lose to the Saints, 36-27. Uh, getting to the Saints stats here, Trevor Simeon comes in for the injured Jameis Winston. Winston puts up 56 passing yards and a touchdown. Then Simeon comes in 159 yards and a passing touchdown. Then in terms of rushing, Alvin Kamara, 19 carries, 61 yards and a touchdown. Then through the air, Kevin White, one catch for 38 yards. Deontay Harris, three catches for 35 yards. And Traquan Smith had three catches for 33 yards and a touchdown. While Alex Arma, his one catch went for a yard and a touchdown. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Saints. I mean, big win against a division rival for this team. Yeah, huge win, especially when you lose your starting quarterback midway th- uh, during the game. And you got to throw in Trevor Semyon, who probably hasn't played an NFL game in quite some time. So, yeah, really impressive win from them to beat the defending Super Bowl champions. And it's a divisional game, like you said, so it's even more important. Yeah, I definitely agree. A really solid game from the Saints team. Getting to the box now, Tom Brady, 375 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, but two interceptions. I believe one was a pick six. And then getting to rushing, uh, Gio Bernard, two carries for 30 rush yards. And then uh, in terms of receiving, Chris Godwin, eight catches, 140 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Johnson, five catches for 65 yards. Um, and then uh, Cyril Grayson, one catch, 50 yards and a touchdown. Mike Evans, two catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. And then Gio Bernard, his one catch went for seven yards and a touchdown. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on the box. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Um, I guess in terms of losses, this isn't really a bad loss because the Saints have a really good defense as well. But I guess um, even with uh, good defenses against like the Saints, um, you'd expect the Bucks to somehow be able to beat them, especially with um, how long Tom Brady's been around. And I guess normally they can flip a switch, but I guess we'll just have to, to see, I guess, like the long-term consequences of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this Bucks team should be pretty solid. I don't think we need to be worried too much about them. Um, another team that we don't need to be worried about, even without Dak Prescott, the Cowboys beat the Vikings 20-16. to 16. Getting to their stats, Cooper Rush started at quarterback. He had 325 passing yards, two passing du- touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, in terms of rushing, Ezekiel Elliott, 16 carries for 50 yards. Then through the air, Amari Cooper, eight catches, 122 yards and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb, <clears throat> six catches for 112 yards. And then Cedric Wilson, three catches, 84 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Mete, let me just get to you on the Cowboys. I mean, this is a big win without Prescott. 
Yeah, it, it was a very unexpected win as, yeah, without Dak, I really thought this game was over, but Cooper Rush, he had a great game. Uh, his interception was pretty unlucky. Uh, there was some luck involved in that last drive. The catch by Cooper uh, that deflected off the defender was really lucky, but sometimes you just need luck and, yeah, things go your way. Uh, Super close game. The defense is playing great. And yeah, the Cowboys are looking great right now. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. This team, what is it? They won six in a row. They're looking really solid. Hopefully Prescott will be back for next game. So there's not too much for them to worry about. Um, getting to the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, 184 pass yards and a passing touchdown. And then in terms of rushing, Dalvin Cook, uh, 18 carries for 78 rush yards. Then in terms of receiving, Adam Thielen, six catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Conklin, five catches for 57 yards. And Justin Jefferson had two catches for 21 uh, receiving yards. Um, Nate, I'll get to you on the Vikings. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Um, I guess they're another team that um, they're pretty solid, but just can't catch a break. They keep going up against teams like the Cowboys, who are, again, on other uh, really, really solid teams. I feel like the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league right now. So again, on one hand, it's not a bad loss, but on the other hand, um, they had a really good start. They were lighting teams up and now they just can't catch a break. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. I mean, they've lost overtime games this year. They've lost like on late field goals. I mean, you're right about the Vikings. They haven't been able to catch a break. Speaking of a team that caught a break, the Kansas City Chiefs barely beat the New York Giants 20-17. to 17. Looking at the stats for the Chiefs, um, Patrick Mahomes, 275 passing yards, a passing touchdown, and an interception. Um, on the ground, Daryl Williams, 13 carries for 49 yards. Um, and then uh, Derek Gore had 11 carries for 48 yards and a touchdown. And then in terms of receiving, Tyreek Hill, 12 catches, 94 yards and a touchdown. McCool Hardman, five catches for 63 yards. Uh, Daryl Williams, six catches for 61 yards. And tra uh, Travis Kelsey, four catches, 427 yards. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on the Chiefs. I mean, close win, but what are your thoughts? Um, Even though this is a close win, I'm still a little bit worried for the Chiefs, I guess, in terms of their um, playoffs, because just the um, season before, they were their record was not 4-4. It was way better than this, so... Um, they're going to have to, I guess, um, try to improve on the record a little bit. Yeah, I definitely agree. <clears throat> Getting to the Giants here, uh, Daniel Jones, 222 pass yards, two passing touchdowns and an interception. Um, <clears throat> and then getting to rushing, uh, Devontae Booker, 15 carries for 60 yards. And <clears throat> in terms of receiving, John Ross, two catches, 72 receiving yards. Uh, Devontae Booker, had uh, five catches for 65 yards. Kadarius, 24 catches for 26 yards. And then Evan Ingram uh, and Kyle Rudolph both uh, found the end zone on their catches. And um, I guess Mette getting two on the Giants. I guess they're two and six now. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Well, like I said before, I feel like they're better than, the, they're better than their, the, oh my goodness, they're better than their record. And yeah, uh, they hold, the Chiefs to 20 points, which is impressive. Even though the Chiefs have been struggling, they still have an amazing offense. So, yeah, the defense did great. It's just an unfortunate loss for them as 
They only lose by three, so this would have been a huge win for them if they got it done. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the end of our recap for week eight. So let's just move into our pickups for fantasy football for the week. Um, we'll start with running backs here. I'll start. I have Adrian Peterson for the Tennessee Titans. He was just signed this week. Uh, go Adam. He's going to be getting early down work, most likely. Of course, McNichols is going to be the passing game guy. So you could probably go and add him as well. But I, I definitely like Adrian Peterson, what he can do. Um, they're going to provide room for him to run the way they uh, do with Derrick Henry. So he's definitely a solid add. And uh, Mete, I'll get to you for your running back for the week. So for running back, I'm going for Rex Burkhead, uh, Houston Texan. 0% rostered, so he should be available in pretty much every league. Uh, I'm going for him because there's pretty much uh, no starting running backs on the waiver wire. And, yeah, the Texans, they got rid of uh, Ingram. So, Burkhead got most of the touches this week, and it looks like he's the starting running back uh, moving forward. It sounds good. And uh, Nate, getting to you, I guess, who's your running back pickup for the week? I guess for the week, uh, my running back would be um, Chuba Hubbard. Um, he had a pretty decent week against um, Atlanta. Um, New, New England, they have a pretty solid defense, but I feel like um, in deep leagues, Chuba might have some upside. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, New England, I feel like, is better against the pass compared to the run, so there might be a chance for him to definitely get some rushing yards there. Uh, moving to wide receivers, I have Devontae Parker for the Miami Dolphins. I believe he had, like, at least 11 targets in his first game back. He seems to be the number one guy targeted by Tua. So, I mean, um, he's under 50% rostered. Definitely go at him. In leagues, uh, you might even be able to roll him into your flex or even as a starting wide receiver. So definitely go check him out. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you for your wide receiver for the week. So for wide receiver, I went for Russell Gage, Atlanta Falcons. He's currently 15% rostered, so should be available in a lot of leagues. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, during the recap, uh, Calvin Ridley, he's out for personal reasons. So I feel like Russell Gage, he's got a chance to uh, really see a lot of targets going forward. All right. And uh, Nate, getting to you, I guess, who's your wide receiver pickup for the week? I guess for the week for deep leagues, you can maybe take a look at um, Zach Pascal for the Indianapolis uh, Colts. Um, he's kind of on and off, but again, for a deep league, it shouldn't be too bad. And they're going against the Jets, so I feel like there's a chance for him to, I guess, get a lot of points. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to quarterbacks now, and I'll start. I have two attack of Iloa again. I think it's like the third week in a row. I mean, he's still under 50% roster, and he's putting up like pretty much 20 points per week. People are still not picking him up. If he's available, and I mean, there's quarterback injuries, Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, and others. So you definitely need to be rostering this guy. No matter how good or bad this Miami team plays, he's still so solid. He rushes the ball into the end zone as well, so you're getting – rushing touchdowns there definitely go add to a tag of Iloa and Mete I'll get to you for your quarterback pickup for the week yeah so I have Mike White for the New York Jets 2% rostered and Zach Wilson he'll be out for at least three more weeks I think so yeah Mike White he had a great game this week 405 yards uh definitely worth a look 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're throwing over 400 yards against this pretty solid Bengals defense, you should uh, definitely take a look at them. Uh, yeah, and uh, Nate, I'll get to you on tight ends. I guess, who's your tight end pickup for the week? I guess I have two. Um, I guess Mo Ali Cooks for um, the Colts again because they're facing the Jets. So I feel like there's an opportunity for Mo Ali to get some points. And I guess Kyle Rudolph, um, he's coming off a good week against Kansas City. He ended up getting 8.2 fantasy points. He's going up against um, Las Vegas, which should be a pretty decent matchup for Kyle Rudolph. So, yeah. Yeah, at this point, you're just trying to find tight, uh, tight ends that are finding the end zone. And I mean, Rudolph, I think last week he found the end zone. They called it off. He found the end zone again this week. So, I mean, if he's finding the end zone, you definitely got to pick him up for sure. And now we're going to move into our preview. Um, we'll start with Thursday night, um, the New York Jets against the Indianapolis Colts. And yeah, Nate, I'll get to you for this preview. So for the New York Jets, um, again, there aren't really too many players that you want to take a look at. Um, you could take a look at maybe Jamison Crowder. Then I guess in deeper leagues, you can maybe take a look at Michael Carter and Mike White. I mean, if Mike White has another week like he did uh, last week, he'd be uh, pretty decent. And then I guess for the Colts, you can maybe start Carson Wentz, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., um, Zach Pascal, and then Again, Mo Ali again. All right, and uh, getting to the spread here, Colts are favored by 10.5. I guess, uh, Nate, which way are you leaning here? Um, I guess you could go with the Colts, again, I guess, because I feel like they're deeper uh, than the Jets. Jets are kind of one of the weaker teams in the league right now, so 10 should be doable, I guess. All right, Matty, getting to you, Colts are favored by 10.5. I guess, what are your thoughts? I might go with the Jets actually. Uh, it was pretty. This is pretty much the same spread as the Bengals Jets game. So, yeah, I don't want to fall for the same trap. Mike White really impressed me, so I'll go for the Jets. Yeah, I think I might side with the Colts here, just because they're coming off a tough loss, and now they they're coming home. Um, yeah, I think this is sort of a get right spot for the Colts. Uh, they should win by like two touchdowns or something, most likely. I like their defense as well, so I'm gonna go with the Colts here. Um, getting to the next matchup, uh, New England against Carolina. I'll preview that for fantasy. So, for the Patriots, you want to start Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Henry. And then, I guess, guys, you're gonna sit or in deep leagues, John New Smith, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Mac Jones. And then, uh, for the Panthers, you're starting Chuba Hubbard and DJ Moore. Then sitting or in deep leagues, um, Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, and Terrace Marshall and Ian Thomas. Um, and then uh, getting to the spread for this game, the Patriots are favored by three and a half. Uh, Mete, I guess, which way are you going here? Uh, that's a good question. Three and a half. I think I'll go for the Patriots. Uh, he had a good game last week. And yeah, I like uh the direction they're heading towards so i'll go with the patriots yeah i think i gotta lead with the patriots here too they're much better away from home this season they're on the road in this game they were on the road last week they got a big win so i definitely like the patriots at three and a half but i guess nate what are your thoughts um i guess might as well uh go with the patriots as well um they have a really solid defense and their um, offense has been more than serviceable this year 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, getting to the next game, New York Giants against Las Vegas Raiders. Matty, I'll get to you for that one. Okay, so for the Giants, Daniel Jones in deeper leagues or if you have a bad quarterback situation, Saquon Barkley if he's healthy. If not, Devontae Booker, he's been really good. Uh, without Barkley, uh, Kenny Galladay if he plays, uh, Sterling Shepard, and Kadorius Tony, I'd go in deeper leagues or if Galladay's out. And then for the Raiders, I'd go for Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs, if he plays. If not, Kenyon Drake, Hunter Renfro, and then Darren Waller. All right. And getting to the spread, uh, the, Ravers, Ra- the Raiders are favored by three points. Um, I guess, Mete, which way are you going here? Yeah, I think I might have to side with the Raiders. Uh, they've been a good team. Three points is not that much. So I like uh, where that is for the Raiders. All right, Nate, getting to you, I guess, what are your thoughts on this spread? I feel like three points is doable um, for the Raiders, so I guess I'll just go with them. Yeah, I think I like the Raiders as well. Um, I think the Giants, they're showing a little too much love because of their performance against Kansas City last week. I feel like that the Raiders seem to be a team that's functioning a lot better than Kansas City right now. So, yeah, I will go with the Raiders. Uh, Like you said, Nate, this is a doable spread. I think the Raiders can cover it. Um, and then, Nate, I'll get to you for Cincinnati against Cleveland uh, to preview that game. So for um, Cincinnati, um, you can take a look at uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and uh, C.J. Uzoma. And for Cleveland, um, it's kind of tough to tell because there's a lot of players that are questionable right now. So um, as long as they're all healthy, you can take a look at maybe Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry. Um Odell's apparently getting released, so you might not want to take a look at him. Um, in deeper leagues, you could you could take a look at David um, Njoku or um, Baker Mayfield, depending on, I guess, how the passing game pans out this week. All right, and uh, getting to the spread, the Bengals at home, uh, they're favored by two and a half. I guess, which side are you taking here? Um, I feel like um, my head would say go with the Bengals, because again, two isn't really all two and a half isn't all that that much um my heart says go with the browns though because i am a browns fan so yeah all right and mete bouncing to you i guess which side are you on here i think i'm going with the browns uh i feel like it's a toss-up game and the browns have the plus so i like that uh let's go browns all right, and I think I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. Um, I feel like two and a half is kind of disrespecting them. I know they did have a, a bad game, but I feel like it was just one game. I think the Bengals are playing better than the Browns right now. They are less banged up, so I will take the Bengals at minus two and a half. And then uh, getting to the next game, Houston against Miami. I'll preview that one for fantasy. Um, for you, for Houston, the only one you're starting is Brandon Cooks, as usual. Um, he's been pretty solid. Um, sits or deep league starts if Tyrod Taylor comes back you can probably start him in a deep league but temper your expectations um, and then guys like David Johnson Rex Burkhead Philip Lindsay those are just a lot of deep league starts or sits and then uh, getting to the spread for this game or sorry I didn't even get to the Dolphins let me get to the Dolphins uh, you're starting Tua Tagovailoa he's been solid um, Devontae Parker um, Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki and then I guess uh, sitting in or in deep leagues, Miles Gaskin, he, they really haven't been using him a lot. Um, and then Salvan Ahmed. 
Then now getting to the spread, uh, Dolphins are favored by six and a half. Mette, I'll get to you. I guess which side are you on? Uh, two teams that haven't been that great this year, but um, the Texans, they've just looked like a mess, so I think I might have. All right, and uh, Nate, just getting to you, I guess, which side are you on? Um, it's kind of hard to tell because, again, both teams haven't really been playing too well, but I guess the Dolphins do look better on paper, so I guess I'll reluctantly go with the Dolphins. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor's back, I'll take the Texans at plus six and a half. I really like that. If he's not back, that's pretty tough for me to choose. Maybe I might stick with the Texans still just because of how bad Miami's defense has been lately. Um, but yeah, like I said, if Tyrod's back, I definitely like the Texans here. Um, getting to the next game, Mette, I'll get to you for Atlanta against New Orleans. So for Atlanta, uh, Matt Ryan and deeper leagues or bad quarterback situation. Let's start Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. Uh, also, if you're in a deeper league, you could look at Russell Gage, like I was saying, for the pickups. So yeah, and then for New Orleans, uh, Alvin Kamara and Marcus Callaway. Um, not a lot of fantasy options in this game, in my opinion. All right. And uh, getting to the spread, the Saints are favored by six. I guess, which way are you going here? Uh, I think I'll go with the Saints. They've been pretty good. Uh, it's not like the smallest spread or anything. It's kind of in the middle. So it's a bit scary, but... Yeah, I'll just side with the team that I'm more comfortable with. All right, and getting to Nate, I guess, which side do you like here? It's hard to tell because um, the Falcons have a pretty surprisingly good um, pass defense. Um, the Saints, they do have a pretty solid defense overall, but the Falcons are kind of streaky, so I wouldn't trust them, so I'd go with the Saints. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I guess we don't know what we're going to get with the Saints, whether they start Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon. Who knows at this point? Falcons, you got Matt Ryan back there. Uh, he might be a little washed up, but he's still more consistent than a lot of these other guys. So I think I'm going to take the Falcons at plus six. Um, and then Nate, I'll get to you for Buffalo against Jacksonville. So I guess for Buffalo, uh, quite a bit of people you can start. You can take a look at Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and Cole Beasley. Um, for deep leagues, um, I think Zach Moss might be the only running back you'd want to look at in Buffalo, mainly because uh, Josh Allen likes to run the ball himself. So the running backs, they aren't really getting as much um, utilization. So only Zach Moss for the uh, Bills and then for Jacksonville. Um, maybe you can take a look at, I guess, James Robinson if he's healthy. If he's not, then you might be able to take a look at Carlos Hyde. And then I guess you can take a look at Mar Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault. You might be able to take a look at um, Trevor Lawrence. It just kind of uh, depends on how deep your league is. All right. And then getting to the spread, Buffalo's favored by 14 and a half. Nate, I guess, which side are you going here? Honestly, I think I'd still go with the Bills, mainly because they've been able to cover spreads like this before. So, yeah. All right, Matty, I'll bounce to you. I guess, uh, which side are you on here? Yeah, uh, I totally agree with Nate. I think the Bills could cover this, even though it's a bigger spread. 
Yeah, the thing is for me, I don't even know if the Bills are going to cover this. They barely covered the, I think it was like 14 last week. They covered at like 15 or something. Um, and I feel like this Jacksonville team's a little bit better than Miami. So I feel like they could put up a bit better of a fight. So I, I might actually go with Jacksonville here. They are at home as well. So definitely uh, something to look out for. Um, and then getting to the next game, Baltimore against Minnesota. I'll preview that for fantasy. Uh, for the Ravens, you're starting Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, and Mark Andrews. <laughs> and then for um, uh, sits or deep league starts, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, Rashad Bateman, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell. And then uh, for the Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins, you're starting, Dalvin Cook, you're starting, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson, all really solid. And then I guess deep league guys, uh, Tyler Conklin, you could look at for tight end, uh, KJ Osborne, and then Alex Madison. Uh, getting to the spread for this game, the Ravens are favored by six. Mete, I'll get to you first. I guess, who do you like here? Uh, six points. I feel like it should be a close game. So, yeah, I think I'll go with the Vikings for that reason. All right, and Nate, getting to you, I guess, which side are you on here? Um, it's kind of hard to tell because um, the Vikings haven't been able to catch a break, but they have been able to keep it close so far. So I guess I'll go with the Vikings. I think I might actually go with the Ravens here. It's sort of a uh, get back right game for them after losing to the Bengals. Yeah, I think six, I mean, they could win by like one or two touchdowns in my opinion. So yeah, I think I might lean with the Ravens here. Um, and then getting to the next game, Dallas against Denver. Mette, I'll let you preview this for fantasy. Okay, so for Dallas, uh, Dak Prescott, he plays. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and possibly Michael Gallup if he's back from IR. Uh, I'd probably play him in deeper leagues. In shallower leagues, you definitely have better options. And for Denver, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, I'd go for in deeper leagues, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Noah Fant. All right, and uh, getting to the spread, the Cowboys are favored uh, by nine and a half. Um, I guess, uh, Mete, which direction are you going here? Uh, right now, it's not even 100% that that place. So nine and, a half, nine and a half is kind of a bigger spread. So I actually might go with the Broncos here. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I might actually go with the Broncos. Even if Dak plays, it might not be 100%. I expect the Cowboys to win this game. But whether they cover, I'm not sure. Um, Nate, getting to you, I guess, which side are you on? I would still go with the Broncos, mainly because um, Denver has, I think, a top five defense potentially. And they have a pretty solid offense as well. So especially if Dak isn't even playing, it's going to be really tough to beat a team like Denver. Yeah, I think if Dak gets ruled out, that spread should come down a little bit. We'll definitely have to see. Um, and then getting to the next game, Philly against the Chargers, I'll give it to you, Nate. So I guess for the Chargers, um, you can take a look at Justin Herbert, um, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Jared Cook. And I guess for Philadelphia, you can take a look at Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Dallas um, Goddard, and maybe Kenneth Gainwell in deep leagues. All right. And uh, getting to the spread here, the Chargers are only favored by two points. I mean, I feel like this one's a no-brainer. Um, Nate, I'll get to you. Are you going with the Chargers here? 
might as well. I feel like they're the deeper team, so they should be able to more than keep up with the Eagles. Yeah, I guess, Mete, what's your thoughts on this spread? Yeah, I think I'll have to go with the Chargers as well. They're slumping, but they're a good team, and two points is nothing, so they should be able to cover that. Yeah, they're a better team than the Eagles for sure. I'm definitely going to side with you guys. The spread doesn't make sense. It should climb as the week goes along. Uh, maybe there might be some guys questionable for the Chargers. Uh, we'll definitely have to see. Maybe that's where the spread's low. But anyways, yeah, I, I definitely feel like that that spread's a little too small. Definitely going to side with the Chargers. Um, and then getting to the next game, Green Bay against Kansas City. I'll preview that. Uh, for Green Bay, you're starting Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones only. Um, and then deep league guys, Randall Cobb, potentially Alan Lazard if he's back, A.J. Dillon, and potentially Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers is on the COVID list. And then for the Chiefs, you're starting Pat Mahomes, Daryl Williams, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. And then uh, deep league guys are probably like Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, Josh Gordon, and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, you can even add McCole Hardman to that list since I didn't have him. Um, well, then getting to the spread for this game, um, it looks like the Chiefs are favored. By seven and a half here. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you. Which side are you on? Yeah. Uh, seven and a half is kind of in the middle of like the danger zone for me. So I know the Packers don't have Rodgers, uh, but the Chiefs have just been so hard to trust this season. So for that reason, I might just have to go with the Packers. All right, Nate, getting to you, I guess, are you with KC Nation or are you with the Packers? Um, I mean, KC Nation hasn't really been playing like KC Nation right now, but at the same time, I don't feel like the Packers are the same team um, without Aaron Rodgers, so I guess I'll roll with KC Nation for now. And, uh, yeah, just looking at this game, um, I think I might actually go with the Packers at plus 7.5. It might even go to, like, 8 or 8.5. I mean, this Chiefs defense has been giving up a lot of points. The games have been close. I feel like it could come down to the wire, even with a guy like Jordan Love back there. He's got Aaron Jones to check down to. He's got Devontae Adams potentially as long as he's back. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot to like with the Packers. I mean, they have a great system. I definitely think they can keep up with the Chiefs. So I'm going to take Green Bay there. And then, Mete, I'll get to you. Arizona versus San Francisco. Just preview that one. All right, so for the Cardinals, you're going to want to start Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, A.J. Green. I'd go for in deeper leagues. DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, Christian Kirk, and Rondale Moore. I'd also take a look at in deeper leagues. And uh, for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, I'd go for... Uh, maybe Garoppolo, if you're in a bad situation. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, he's been great. Uh, Ayuk, he had a solid game, maybe in uh, deeper leagues. Debo Samuel, he's been great. I'd go for him and uh, George Kittle, for sure. All right, and getting to the spread here. It looks like the Cardinals are only favored by one and a half. Um, I guess, Mete, which side are you on here? I uh, would definitely have to go with the Cardinals. One and a half is a tiny spread. And yeah, the Cardinals are seven and one. So I like them at one and a half. And then Nate, getting to you, I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? 
Um, I guess it'll depend on um, how well the 49ers defense plays, but um, I still feel like um, one or one and a half is more than doable for the Cardinals. Yeah, I was going to say Cardinals, they've been so solid. This is a perfect bounce back spot for them after losing. Yeah, I think I have to roll with the Cardinals. They're the more solid team overall. Um, and then getting to the Sunday night game, Tennessee against the Rams. Nate, I'll get to you for the preview for fantasy. So for uh, Tennessee, you can uh, take a look at uh, Ryan Tannehill, Adrian Peterson, and I guess A.J. Brown, um, maybe Julio, but he is questionable. Um, Derrick Henry, don't start him. He's injured. And I guess for the Rams, um, you can take a look at Matthew Stafford, uh, Daryl Henderson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, and Tyler Higby. All right. And getting to the spread here, the Rams are favored by seven and a half. I guess, Nate, uh, which side are you going here? Um, I guess it's kind of hard to say because I feel like seven and a half is kind of a lot. But at the same time, um, the Titans offense kind of um, revolves around Derrick Henry. So without Derrick Henry, um, the Titans are, um, I guess, a lot more beatable. So I guess you can go with the Rams. But if it climbs higher than like eight or like nine, then I'd go with the Titans. All right, Matt, getting to you, I guess, which side are you going here? Yeah, it's a tough call. Uh, it'll be the first time we see the Titans without Derrick Henry. So for that reason, maybe just uh, avoid them and go for the Rams. I think I might actually side with the Titans here. Their defense has been playing better. They've been getting turnovers, which is key. Um, I know they don't have Derrick Henry. They like I don't know. I could see them losing by a touchdown. It's at seven and a half right now. It could even climb further than that. I might side with the Titans for that reason, just because when they've been underdogs, they've been able to cover most of the season. So um, obviously the Rams could just blow them out of the water, but I really think the Titans have more fight than that. And then getting to Monday night's game, it's the Chicago Bears against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll preview that one. For the Bears, um, you can roll with uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, Darnell Mooney, um, potentially Allen Robinson, uh, if you don't have anyone else. Um, and then in deep leagues, uh, Justin Fields, you could roll him out, but it's a tough defense, so I probably wouldn't. Uh, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, I think Jesse James is there as well. I don't know which other tight ends are there, but you could probably just sit them all. And then uh, getting to Pittsburgh, you're starting Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, and then sits or potential deep league starts. Ben Roethlisberger, Pat Fryermuth has been really solid. You could potentially start him in standard leagues if you don't have a tight end. And then uh, James Washington, potentially in deep leagues. Um, getting to the spread here, um, Steelers are favored by six. I guess, Nate, uh, which side are you going here? Um, I guess um, six might be doable for the Steelers, mainly because the Bears offense hasn't looked the best. And um, the Steelers have been basically locking up almost every team they see. So if it ends up being kind of like a more defensive showcase, the Steelers should be able to cover this. All right, Matt, to getting to, I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I might have to go with the Bears. I feel like Steelers, if they win, they're going to win low-scoring, close games because uh, their offense isn't the greatest. So, yeah, Bears. Yeah, I was pretty much going to say exactly what you were going to say. Steelers offense and defense, they keep the games close. Um, Six-point spread. I think I'm going to go with the Bears as well. 
And yeah, that's pretty much the end of the preview for week nine. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. The picks will be up. We're putting up picks every day, whether it's NFL, NBA, or NHL. So definitely go check those out for the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave us a review, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, exciting week up ahead. Um, tough matchups, but um, I think most of football is going to be great this week. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.